0: Welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection in this podcast. Our connection with everything in the world around us. We're connected whether we see it or not. Whether it's your connection with your dog and your cat, or your connection with your God. Also, I talk about things that are more abstract, like your connections with Your career or your land, your community, your family, your emotions, your body. Life is truly all about connections. And the sooner we recognize this, the sooner we get to have an easier, more enjoyable life. I'm going to talk about these connections through different lenses, but things like synchronicities and coincidences or everyday little bits of magic or miracles that we tend to dismiss. It's important we pay attention to all of this to help us, like I said, live an easier, more satisfying life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Reverend Karen Cleveland. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode. Now, if you listened to the last episode I released, you'll know that was my season finale for season one, and that moving forward, I'm not going to do seasons. So I'm actually calling this my infinite season, or season infinity. Regardless, welcome. Glad you're here. This is going to be the first part of a series on the holistic approach to achieving dreams, at least as I see it. What you need to engage holistically to be happy and successful. I'm going to get into specifics of everything I address today in later episodes and with some guests as well. But today I just want to cover what do I mean by holistic approach to achieving dreams? What does it entail? What's involved? And why do I believe people need to have a holistic approach when doing some kind of goal or dream work? What I teach and I write about is that we need to involve our whole selves when we're going after our dreams, when we're making plans or setting our goals for the next, you know, six months, for the next year, for life. It doesn't matter. Anytime that we're in this process of looking forward to what we want to achieve, we need to make sure our entire self is on board in the process. Because things can happen like you might make that goal and discover you're not happy at all. That's not really what you wanted. Or you might start making a whole bunch of money but there's no meaning in it for you. Or you might be super happy about what you're creating and doing, but there's no money in it. So you don't feel supported. So you're still struggling. So we need to get all aspects of ourself on board. So when we do reach those dreams, they feel good and they support us. What do I mean by whole self? What I'm talking about is our mind, our body, and our soul. Let's start with the soul. Do you have reverence for your soul? Do you know what that means even if I were to ask you? If you were making a decision or answering a question, do you feel like you are answering in a way that honors what your soul wants? Or are you answering or making a decision based on a fear of some kind? someone not liking you, or being laughed at, or somehow being embarrassed about what you've done or said. If we are answering or acting in a way that is how we think someone else expects us to act, that's not honoring our soul in the decision-making process. This question was proposed to me many years ago as I was going through a counseling process about my friendships and wanting to have meaningful relationships because I didn't feel like I had deep, meaningful relationships. They they didn't feel satisfying at a soul level. When the person I was working with proposed this question to me, I realized, no, that's not how I have been acting at all. I might respond in a way that they wanted or that I didn't think they were going to dislike me for answering the way I did. For example, do you want to go out on Friday night? And instead of saying no, I might say, um, I have to go to my mom's house. So I wasn't honoring why I didn't want to go. I was making up lies. And one of the problems with getting into this whole lying process is that They cause problems down the road because all the lies come to meet you head on and you find yourself in a sticky situation that you can't get out of. So honoring yourself to start with is how we should be acting. When someone says, do you want to go out on Friday night? I can simply say, no, thank you. I don't owe them a reason. That's one of the biggest things. You don't owe anyone a reason. They might still ask, why not? And you can simply say, I have other plans, which are sitting on my couch reading a book. Or you can say, I'm just not interested in that particular thing. I need some downtime. I need some rest time. It's a self-care night for me. Whatever it is you want to say, it's okay. You're honoring your soul. That's why we're here. You're not here to make someone else happy. You're not here to live the life someone else wants you to live, there's growth opportunities in these moments that you feel like you don't want to answer truthfully. When you don't want to answer that is in alignment with your soul, that's going to be a huge growth opportunity. Every interaction here is a growth opportunity, some more so than others. But when you're having to lie or having to deny your own personal dreams and your own personal feelings about something, that's a real opportunity for growth. When we follow our soul's desires and not someone else's, that's when we're going to find meaning and happiness and purpose. Because when you're honest with someone else, if that person doesn't like your honesty, your answers, the person that you've become, oh boy, how you've changed if they don't like that, they're going to fall away eventually. And new people are going to move into their spot. So more authentic relationships that honor your truthfulness, that honor your soul are going to come into place. You might feel like you're losing something, but you're also going to gain the new relationships that honor yourself, that fit with you much better. So these relationships that are honoring your soul, and it doesn't have to be people. As I speak about the connectedness of everything, I'm talking about the relationships of everything. The house you live in, the car you drive, the animals you have, the friends you have, the places you travel. It's all a relationship based on the decisions that you've made about it. Are you honoring your soul when you choose where you're living? Or is it where someone else wants you to live? When you're buying your car, when you're bringing home that cat or dog, is it yours or is it someone else's expectation? Of course, there needs to be collaboration when we're in partnership with other people about some of these things, but you need to do it on your soul's level. When you give in a little bit, that's okay if it's okay with your soul, if you understand why you're doing it, if you acquiesce a little bit to your partner, your children, your parents, that can be okay. That can be perfectly fine. You can still honor your soul and not have to be perfect and right in every single thing, but you just need to know the intention behind it. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because someone else expects you to Or are you doing it because you choose to be generous, you choose to be giving, you choose to let it be a different way? There's absolutely nothing wrong with collaboration or doing something someone else wants to do. It's the motivation behind it. So I ask you, do you have reverence for your soul? Our body needs to be on board and By our body, I mean our energy system, as well as our physical body. Our body is energy, and I'm going to have several guests later in this series talking about our alignment with our body, and actually I had a guest last season talking about the emotions in her body and the pain she was having and discovering the relationship between the two. Have you ever had an experience when you knew something wasn't right? You could just feel it in your stomach. You know, you might have felt sick. You might have felt something in the pit of your stomach. You could just tell something wasn't right. And we need to pay attention to that. That's our body talking to us. Our emotions, our feelings live in our body. And they are receiving information from our soul, from our divine truth. And so when we're not following our own truth, things are going to show up in the body that might be a physical thing and it might be an emotional thing. So we need to really pay attention to what our body is telling us. If we're feeling sick or stressed or fearful or anxious, we're going to feel that in our body. So I just really want to emphasize that our body has a lot of information for us. When I first started doing energy work, I didn't really pay attention to my body. I had completely neglected any signs from my body for many, many, many years. And it took a while before I could start recognizing symptoms from my body reflecting what was going on in my world. And if that's how you are, that's okay. You don't have to be able to pay attention to all, everything in your body right now. There's also other ways that your body can tell you yes or no. Muscle testing is a really great way to understand your body because your body knows the truth. Your muscles know the truth. And if you can do some kind of muscle testing, then you can find out the answers as you work on paying attention to your body. But not only the physical part of our body, our energy, our entire energy system is linked to all the energy systems. And again, when we're in relationship with something, there's an energetic connection. And it might be one that lifts us, that raises us, and it might be one that drags us down. Energetic vibration levels by themselves are not good or bad, they're always in relationship to each other. Joy and despair. Yeah, one feels good, one doesn't feel good. So, wherever we are right now, we generally want to feel better. So, we're going to look for something that's a higher vibration as opposed to looking for something that's a lower vibration. But if I'm in despair, just about anything's going to feel better than that. But if I'm in excitedness and hope and happiness, I'm not going to want to go down and feel that. Our body is all energy and our dreams have an energetic vibration to them as well, and they're at a higher vibration than what we are right now. If they weren't, they would have been something we've achieved by now. So a dream is always going to be something to aspire to, something to raise our energy level to. We have to practice raising our energetic level to match that of the dream so we can begin to feel it and, and pull it towards us. The, these are the basics of law of attraction is being in the same energetic level as that which we desire. And so there are methods to practice that, to raise your energy, to meet that of the dream. Visualization helps us match what it is we desire paying attention to our energy level, our vibrational level, and where we are on a range from low, low vibration, which are the things that don't feel good to us from wherever we are right now, to a higher vibration, to things that would feel a lot better to us right now. So visualization is just one way that helps us get our energy to the same energy as our dreams. And that's how our body plays two important roles in achieving our dreams, recognizing the physical signs in our body, and managing our energy system. Now, our brain, our brain is so tricky. Our mind, our brain likes to stay comfortable. It likes to go to the familiar. It likes to repeat what it knows. It it doesn't like new things. It doesn't like change. It always wants to just stay small and stay right where it is and don't do anything new. We need to intentionally stretch and grow our brain. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to require a stretch. It's not going to be easy. You know, becoming the new person, being in a new place, having new things that you want, you cannot be the same person and achieve new goals. It's impossible. So you have to learn that you're going to have to get uncomfortable at times as you're moving towards your dreams. And your brain is going to dig up every possible reason not to grow. These reasons I call stories or rules or limiting beliefs, false beliefs. And we get these stories from, from our society We get them from our family. We get them from the experiences we've seen or lived through. They come from all over the place. But these are the stories that we have become to believe are absolutely true of us. And our brain tells us these stories over and over and over. And so the reason you have a hard time reaching that dream is because somewhere there's a story in your head that says you can't have it. And it doesn't really matter where it came from. It doesn't matter if a parent told it to you or a sibling or it's something you got from watching TV or you witnessed in your neighbor's house or it's a society norm. It doesn't matter where the story comes from. What matters is that you recognize there's a story there that's not the truth of you and you do work to change it. Some of the very common stories of our society in the U.S., are that we have to work hard for our money. We have to have a paycheck, we have to get a good job, and that we will be okay if we work hard, just do our job and leave everything alone. And the thing is, part of that was true at one time. Certainly in the Depression era and some for some immigrants, yeah, they had to work hard. And yeah, it was better to get a paycheck from Uncle Sam than it was from trying to to start your own business during some of those times. But the thing is, the stories don't have to apply to us today. They might have applied to a generation or two or three or four ago, but they've been passed down. So we still think it's true. And it's unconscious. No one is consciously doing this. But it's up to you to break this cycle so that future generations don't continue the same stories over and over and over. These stories don't have a lot of value to us today. They were true for someone at one time. But we get to change that. We get to change that story and become more and to grow. Again, your brain's not going to like it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you're going to get through it and you'll be okay. You really will. You'll be okay. It's just a matter of growth. And then you can just sit and pause for a little while before you grow again. So my takeaway for you this week is if you are trying to go after a dream, if you have something you're working towards in the next year or two or 20, take a look at it and start with your mind. Is your mind on board? What is your brain telling you about this? you need to change the stories you're telling yourself. How about your body? Are you listening to your body? Is it reacting in a strange way when you're taking steps? How are your emotions? How is your energy level, your vibration? And how about your soul? Are you following your soul's purpose? Do you have reverence for your soul? Or are you trying to chase a dream that is someone else's dream for you? I would love for you to let me know which one of these you think is your biggest barrier right now. And it will change depending on the dream. There are some dreams that our soul's not aligned. There are some dreams that our mind is not aligned. There are some dreams that our body is not aligned. And that's why we need to get everyone on board, our whole self on board, to even it all out, and to make us successful, to make us find meaning, live purposeful, be happy. And then we need to modify our practices as we move along. We might need to do heavier mindset work one week and heavier body work and energy work the next week. We're changing. Our dreams change. Our relationships between our dreams and everything around us change. So let me know how it's going and let me know where you think the biggest struggle is right now. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting later. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to revkarenpodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to revkarenpodcast.com. I hope to see you there.